If you are vulnerable to psychic damage from roguish language, stay away from these gibbering mouths. But if you intend on listening to this podcast about enriching your fantastical group hallucinations, you're too far gone already. Welcome to the very first episode of the Hook and Chance podcast, a delightful Dungeons and Dragons distraction from your daily duties. Should that be our tagline? Well, there's a lot of Ds. It's definitely alliterative. I don't know. I'm not 100% sold. I'm 90% sold. Okay. <laughs> so somewhere in there is some math. Um, let's maybe workshop that. A All right. Let's bit see you for... do better. All right. <laughs> Bring it. Bring well, your A-game. We're starting our podcast off with a little uh, brotherly rivalry. I am Travis. I am going to be your dungeon coach. And I am Jordan. I'll be your kind-hearted goblin smacker for this evening. We are so excited to start. Is it evening? Yeah, it is in... Well, no, it's not even here. I'm lying about everything. <laughs> this is... This is session zero, where we tried some things and we realized we really want to do a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So our whole North Star to this podcast is bringing quick tips and tangible content that you can use in your games right away for both players and for DMs. We want everybody to be able to get something out of this. So our structure is going to be 30-minute episodes with 10-minute segments. And each is going to have a usable takeaway. Yeah, let's uh, let's walk through some of the segments so that everyone knows what they're getting on board for. Well, we have the strategy state room where we mash up plans for domination of challenges, real or perceived. We have archives of the ancients. Uh, this is a really neat segment where we're actually going to be pulling inspiration from the real world and applying it to D&D that will scare the living shit out of your players. We'll have Lamashtu's breeding pit which is a bubbling, boiling cauldron of badness that we're going to pull new monsters from. We're going to make up monsters with some interesting mechanics and challenges and give them to you so that you can delight your party. Jordan with that awesome alliteration again. Uh, (laughs) And we also have the extra-dimensional gateway. So this is where we flesh out NPCs to use within our games and hopefully yours as well. What we're actually going to do is in this next segment, we'll give you a little taste of what that uh, what that kind of looks like. Oh, juicy. Then we'll have the Heroes stage where we interview someone incredible from the D&D community, suck out some of their wisdom, and provide it here. We also have the Temple of Inspired Hands. This is where we highlight awesome work done within the community by community people. So whether it's a brilliant piece of work that is an officially published, officially licensed piece of work, or this is just done by somebody else to help with your games. Then we'll have Moradin's Forge, which is where we will bring forth tools, mechanics, interesting things that you can use for gameplay and content. We also have the Proving Grounds, where Jordan and I are going to smash together a couple of NPCs that each one of us creates, and we're going to see which one comes out on top. And we'll usually need some help with that. That'll be you. Because <laughs> we, yeah, if uh, it was just us deciding, then we'd be here a very long time. Yeah, we would just butt heads forever. Then we'll have Timora's Tavern, where we play games of all kinds that we make up if we feel like it, because that's why we're here. 
playing <laughs> games. So I hope you're along for the ride. This is going to be a lot of fun. Jordan and I are both longtime D&D players as well as DMs. We're really excited to be doing this podcast, and we hope you are as excited to listen to it. We, we definitely want to provide something that's valuable, that doesn't waste your time, and that actually gives you something that you can apply to your game right away. All right, so we're going to jump into our first segment, the extra-dimensional gateway, and provide an NPC. This was how we started with this podcast. The audio quality is a little off, but we had a lot of fun with it, and it's part of why we wanted to keep going. So we hope you enjoy it, and here we go. This is the extra-dimensional gateway, where unique heroes from strange alternate realities are recruited. Our first arc. The first of its kind on this show is going to be about making new characters because that's one of the most fun parts about D&D, I think. Oh, hey, and it's the theme of the episode. New stuff. New podcast, new character. Okay. How are we starting this? Well, you're going to give me the brain fuel that I need to make a character, a two-person event. So give me an unusual building. Give me a building that if you saw it in a town, you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> Um, That's funny. A a fantasy version of the Seattle Space Needle. Space Needle, check. All right, give me two opposite fantasy races. Orc. Yeah. And a flump. Yep, that's correct. <laughs> you pass. <laughs> give me the number of times you've been to the mall this week. One. That's a good amount. Any more than that, and we'd have an issue. Uh, pie or cake? Pie or... That's a dumb, dumb, easy... Friggin' question. Cake every time. No, wait, pie. <laughs> I was going to call you out because I thought you were a pie man myself. Um, give me a place you could either die or get married. Good Lord. I could do both at the same place? <laughs> In the one place, yeah. In the one place. One place die or get that would married. Be a place where nobody would be shocked if you died there or got married there. <laughs> just, just make these questions fucking easier. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say... Jungle ruins. Okay, okay. Like in our world, you're talking jungle ruins. Is a Any place. world. Okay. Jungle ruins. Jungle yeah. ruins. If you die there, yeah, that, that makes total sense. You go down in history, and if you got married, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. All right. Okay, give me a, a weird thing you saw someone do today. Full-on ass scratch, but it was underneath the pants. So like the hand... It was a, it was a full-on butthole dig. The hand slipped between... Oh, yeah. Skin and pants. Skin and pants. I, I didn't look close enough to honestly get, gauge whether or not it was underneath the underwear. Maybe there were no underwear. Maybe, Maybe. they were going commando. You never know. And I don't want to ask any more details about that. Good call. Certain Good call. Incident. I don't want to recall okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, another uh, this or that question. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Fair. Um, what uh, What is this all leading up to? I'm <laughs> I'm not totally clear on what this dog has to do. Well, that's a fair question. Uh, so this is how I'm going to create the personality of a Dungeons & Dragons character and a lot of the details about who they are. So we're almost through them, and it's going to make make a lot of sense. All right. Just I'll bite. a moment. I'll bite. Uh, a citizen you find in a fantasy town. The 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 dude that does the uh, bring out your dead. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are they called? Um, dead <laughs> collector. Yeah. That's what I do. I just go around collecting them bodies. Choose a turtle. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> um, Donatello. What's a strange natural phenomenon? Funnel cloud. Name a small monster. Rust monster. 
Name a favorite Marvel character of yours. It doesn't have to be your very favorite, but just... Favorite Marvel character. Favorite Marvel character is... Fuck. Um, <laughs> That's not one. <laughs> I, I, I meant Puck. Oh, Puck, yes. The... Puck. Puck the uh, the mutant, the uh, X Men. Yeah, what does he do? No, again? he's in Alpha Flight. He That's gets right. real small, or I don't know what his power <laughs> is. I just remember him being strong. short, squat, and having a big <laughs> P on his chest, like the worst logo. Oh P. man, if, the nineties gave us some weird. If shit. If you don't know that one, Google it. It's yeah. a good <laughs> Puck Alpha Flight. I don't think Marvel. he'll ever be in the movies. All right, let me just rally this character up, and uh, we'll have something interesting because we're always struggling with having enough NPCs to quickly pull and put in a town, people with details, stuff like that. And we're going to post this on our Patreon so that you guys can use it too. So check that out in the show notes if you'd like. All right, so the guy you you created, I had nothing to do with it. Don't pin this on me. (laughs) Here's a little bit of info about him. He's a half-orc, and he runs the bar slash restaurant in town. Okay. The bar slash restaurant... I'm thinking the whole town would have been built around because it's one of those old wizard's towers that, that <laughs> spins around all the time. <laughs> it's got a revolving restaurant. <laughs> yeah, a revolving restaurant up the stairs in the middle. And it was featured in the logo of Frasier. Yeah. The hit, the hit show Frasier. Yeah. Maybe those towers have it. Okay, anyways. <laughs> uh, his father was an orc, and he doesn't know his mother, but... It's claimed that somewhere along the line, much like a tiefling or a... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a flump Oh, no! Family line somewhere. What have I done? So that gives him some interesting features. Yeah, and a lot of fucking baggage. Like, he's yeah. got some weird shit that he's dealing with internally. So he looks... Yeah. <laughs> so he looks kind of like a traditional half-orc. The biggest feature is that he's got uh, kind of a mysterious illness he's never really been able to get treated, where his skin is really rubbery. <laughs> it's just like you always hear him squeaking on the bar glass. He just <laughs> sounds like latex rubbing together. <laughs> yeah, like he's in a suit. Ew. He's in a leather suit. Okay. Um, so he's got one brother in town. We'll figure out who he is later. All right. He was... Part of a strange wedding ceremony deep in the jungles, but nobody, it's kind of like a mystery who his spouse is. Okay, so he got married. Yeah. Okay. You just said he was a part of. So well, the like, rumor he was is. the ring bearer. In a... <laughs> well, like he might change the story every time he's directly asked, but oh, okay. everyone knows that he's married, just nobody knows who he's married to. Mm. Maybe he's a man of mystery. Him. Yeah. But even though he's married, he's deeply in love with the person that collects the dead in town who will. And he makes, this one's a stretch. This one's getting weird, but okay. you came up with it. Uh, he makes a little extra money on the side with his massage chairs in the restaurant. Those massage chairs are powered by two goblins behind a lot of layers of leather in the chairs. They're basically trying to escape the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. you just lean back. <laughs> you just let them freak a, the fuck out. It's a gentle massage between all the layers of leather. <laughs> the squishing... <laughs> The squishing that happens when you sit on the chair puts them into a fly, just a blind panic <laughs> yeah. because they're about to be constricted to death. So they're desperately trying to push against the chair 
Got it. <laughs> Creating a soothing effect. How did I come up with that? Where where was that in the questions? That was the uh, the weird thing that you saw happen. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to make it real gross. Okay, yeah, no, fair enough. He he buys any book that anyone brings in to add to his vast library okay. that's along the walls. Yeah. His main gossip isn't about the people in town, but it's about those strange funnel clouds that are always creeping into the edge of town. <laughs> He's always wanting to talk about them. This guy sounds like Real a tinfoil hatter for sure. <laughs> yeah. All around the bar slash restaurant, big theme is artist renditions of the rust monster monster that he ran into once. <laughs> It's just like different painting styles. He's got like yeah. a Picasso era, like a cubism rust monster and a Renaissance uh, Rubenesque rust monster, a chubby rust monster. Yeah. All, okay. <laughs> any art style. He's got like one statue in the middle where the rust monster is like looking up at his upraised hand. I like the idea that any any person of any kind of talent that comes through, yeah. that's the only thing that he does request. So yeah. it's not him trying out different art styles. It's like a, a wandering artist that stumbles into this and he's not allowed to leave until <laughs> he paints, paint the rust monster. Or I'll strap you to the goblin chair. <laughs> the massage chair slash torture chair, depending on how you feel about being groped by two... <laughs> Deathly afraid goblins. Okay. Yeah, and that's... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I already talked about the illness where he squeaks against surfaces in the bar. <laughs> that's our character. No wow. one, what's his name? Brogic. Brogic, the half-orc. Brogic, the... Brogic, the massager. Okay, okay, cool. I think that's the one gem to come out of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting that chair in, in my next encounter. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, he's the Brogic, the... Bartender, restauranteur, massager. Emphasis on the massager. Have you had a massage by Brogic? You got to check him out. Mm. Got to get up in that tower. Uh. Um, so, yeah. Again, that'll be available. Um, and that's how easy it is to make a character. I think that people overthink it sometimes, even when they're making their own personal characters. And the most fun characters that i've ever played have been the weirdest with some weird detail that i've played up but the the ones that i've created that have been really serious always end up falling uh, flat yeah no when i try no... and create an epic backstory i mean some people can do that but for me and you know speaking on the same point like i i mean i know we were kind of talking about how you and i have varying different points of view um, but I actually like it as more of a serious DM that tries to do kind of more serious fantasy um, is playing to uh, playing the David Spade to your Chris Farley when you guys are throwing in some crazy stuff into the game. Um, you know, that's that's really what makes it for me. Yeah, I like movies that do that too, where there's a character that's weird in a normal world, I think is way funnier and way more interesting than when the whole world is weird. Yeah. Uh, on to our next arc. This is the Strategy Stateroom, where inventive and cunning tactics are crafted for when they're needed most. All right. I hope you enjoyed that last segment as much as Jordan and I had fun recording it. And I enjoyed tricking Travis into coming up with weird ideas. It was... (laughs) 
Yes, that was a, a fully unique character, and it was a lot of fun. But let's move on to the strategy stateroom. So this is where we're going to talk about some strategies that we can employ in the game. And in this one, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a different approach because this is all about strategizing how to get new players into the game. You could be new to the game yourself and just taking a chance, or you could be deep, deep into the world of D&D. But either way, we hope you can take a little bit from this because our mission is to convert 100% of the population of D into D&D players. Did we discuss this beforehand? By 2020. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have a time crunch. You gotta, you gotta go bold, right? Let's fucking hustle. <laughs> I don't discuss any of my plans with you. <laughs> They're all up here. We'll revisit that. But it is the easiest time in history to get into D&D. And we personally have converted many to the cause. Actually, what I love about this kind of early conversion is how much the folks that I would never expect to be D&D players have been waiting in the wings for somebody to engage them. And people that I would never peg as wanting to sit down in somebody's basement and roll some dice. Yeah, and you don't have to be in basements, people. Travis, stop. <laughs> Stop spreading the basement news. Um, the purpose of the game that applies to all those people and all the people that I know that play D&D are things like just wanting to socialize, to be creative, act ridiculous. Hey, shitbag, let's dial that back a second because we play in a basement. Okay, I think it's more of a split level. What do you call that? Uh, There's light that comes in. It's a sub-living room. Yeah. <laughs> it's a finished basement. All right. <laughs> yeah, so it is honestly the easiest time to get into D&D, &D, and it's so great to have all of these resources to really get people together on a weekly basis and play some friggin' great games. Absolutely. We have converted many people to new players of the game, and honestly, I love teaching new players, but really, it's such a great opportunity there's no been never a better time in history to teach somebody how great D&D &D is because it's a great excuse to a socialize, be creative, act ridiculous, uh get into a little bit of camaraderie and work together to tell a great story and have a good time, drink some beer or whatever is your jam this might just be personal but i love cooperative games so much that when i go back to playing a competitive one i'm just sitting there thinking i wish i was playing something where we were on a, on the same team yeah part of that being easy to get into it is all the media that's exploded around dnd &D that will easily convert somebody that has no idea what dnd &D is about so you got things like Harmon quest which is super goofy and fun and has celebrities on it you got the Adventure Zone, which is hilarious, heartfelt. It's a podcast that I love. It's got three brothers and their dad playing good, good games. And you got Critical Role, which is super detailed role play and acting by professional voice actors. If you know about D&D and don't know about them, get on it. I think there's a, a little bit of danger to some of these because they're all so well done that it sets the bar high for your games. But hopefully that's why you're here is to set the bar high and we can potentially provide some help to do so. Absolutely. And if you want to 
test out other things where there's all kinds of different people playing games. There's so many actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcasts out there. So just look for those and really find a group because there are so many people out there that are looking for players. If you're if you're a player, try being a DM. And if you're a DM, try being a player and switch it around. Find more people because there's so many different ways to actually get your game on before you would have to carve out a time and a place to go and meet. But the greatest thing about the internet is that it brought D&D to literally wherever you are. Yeah, all the digital tools make it super easy. There's all kinds of ways to play online. You've got Roll20 is one of the major ones, but really all you need is a voice chat. And you can find groups online through things like the D&D Adventurers League, which you can look up. There's a Reddit group called Looking for Group, where you can just search it with LFG. Or there's on Roll20, the LFG forum as well. And pop down to your local game store, pick up that 5e starter kit, the red box. It's, uh, its history goes back a long, long way. And it comes with six dice, the basic rules, pre-made characters, a short adventure, everything you need. And there are millions of fun, quick beginner adventures available online for you to download as well. So there is an endless amount of D&D that can be played for $15. Hey, you remember when we made one for free? It's on our Patreon called Dead End Alley. Maybe they should check that out. I'm pretty sure we're asking the listeners to become soldiers in this weird, very restrictive goal that you've set for us, converting 100% of the population yes. by 2020. Get your grandma, your grandpa, your dogs, your uncles, your neighbors. <laughs> your mailman. Your supermarket managers, everybody you know. Get them playing. All right. I think that just about wraps it up. If you like our segment introductions, you can create your very own over at Tabletop Audio. That's what we use. I love Tabletop Audio. And when it came to making some segment intros, I said, I know exactly the place to go to those custom soundboards because boy, are they ever helpful. And they work for things other than segment intros too. You can use them at your gaming table. If that wasn't obvious. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Did I not mention that? Yeah. Use them at the gaming table. That's what it's there for. Um, tons of great curated ambient soundtracks that will bring your players right into the game. Very cool music. Things yeah. like that. All kinds of monster sound effects. Um, we have a website for now. It's at hookandchance.com. You can listen to any of our episodes there, but you can also find our episodes wherever you found this one. Yeah. We assume you found it. <laughs> Not just on the street, on a USB drive. New marketing campaign. Litter USB drives oh, yeah. everywhere. Everyone loves litter. <laughs> Let's put it on litter. We also have social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at forward slash hook and chance. Thanks for joining us for this long. And finally, thank you very, very, very much for taking a chance on a new podcast. Absolutely. It means the world to us that you would take this time out of your day to actually listen to a couple of uh, goofy brothers that just want to help make D&D better. Give back to the community that we've stolen from for so long. So if you enjoyed it, please help us grow by telling another D&D enthusiast about it. Somebody else, those aforementioned grandmas and grandpas and dogs, uh, tell them that there's a great podcast that you enjoyed. Thanks for listening and play great, great games. Games! <laughs> <laughs>